Hello everybody and welcome to Fly in the Lab. My name is Maria and I am a scientist, PhD student, science communicator and host of this podcast. Fly in the Lab is a place where we can all chat and laugh about our science confessions or lab mishaps. This podcast is a place where we can dispel myths about scientists and really share some of the humour that gets us through the day-to-day struggles, of which there are many. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope that you enjoy listening to Fly in the Lab. Hi everybody, welcome back to Fly in the Lab. I am going to keep this introduction super, super quick this week because gosh golly, did I record a lot for this episode. This particular episode is with my friend from my undergraduate degree and we talked for a long time and I'm not going to lie to you, I stopped the recording after about probably about an hour and a half of sort of footage, maybe about an hour and 40 minutes. And then we continued chatting on Zoom where I record the podcast for another hour and 45 minutes, two hours. I went to bed very late that night. (laughs) So I'm going to keep this super, super quick because I really wanted to keep as much of the material in as possible without making this episode 400 hours long. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining us again at Fly in the Lab podcast. Today, oh, I am so excited about today. <laughs> I've been so excited about this recording, and I feel like ever since I set this up, I was like, this person I have to get on and like have as a guest, and it is the lovely Hannah Paul, who was my lab partner throughout my undergraduate degree. <laughs> so we're in for some interesting stories today <clears throat> because we had some interesting times in the lab shall we say Hannah please introduce yourself tell us who you are what you do okay hi um I'm Hannah I was Maria's BSc lab partner for three years um <laughs> I'm, lucky um, you <laughs> God, the absolute trauma that's going to be <laughs> um and then I did a master's degree in clinical neuroscience at King's College London um and then now I basically started at Middlesex as just as a research assistant and a graduate assistant um but then presented itself with the opportunity of a part-time PhD and from a postdoc who just moved over from Queen Mary um so a lot of the research is based at Queen Mary but I'm doing my part-time PhD at Middlesex University and what is your PhD in again um it's in neurotransmitter deregulation um specifically in a disease called RSACs, which is autosomal recessive spastic ataxia of charlevoix Saguenay. Sorry, oh, my cold. <laughs> yeah, my cold tripped me up there when I went recessive. recessive. It would um, trip me up anyway. That's a mouthful. But yeah, we just shortened it to Um, But it's specifically to be transferred as well in the future into other neurodegenerative diseases. So it has a result of the affected cytoskeleton, which is uh, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, Huntington. Is pretty applicable everywhere, um, but we're going down this specific route. Um, the cell models are really easy to make by CRISPR. Um, so it's kind of, uh, I'm quite excited about it because I feel like um, things like Alzheimer's could be quite saturated as far as um, every project in the world is out there. Um, whereas when this came to me, even though I hadn't heard the, the disease myself um, in the beginning, I realised it, it's a great backdoor to a lot of things. Um, so I'm quite excited about it. I didn't finish my registration two weeks ago. I've got about four years left. Joys. <laughs> um, but I had that whole motto of like, well, four years are going to pass by whether I'm doing it or not. Oh, honestly, well. they will. I'm so I'm like just starting my like final year now, and I'm just like, where have the last two years gone? It just it goes by in such a flash, and I think especially because you're teaching alongside it, like, oh, it's it's going to go yeah. so quickly. So you know I think just part-time as part-time as that reputation of just like oh well you know it's gonna be like six years and I'm like yeah but those years are gonna go by anyway and I'm earning a wage alongside it I feel quite stable and I'm kind of glad I've done it but I I did have the fear in the beginning just if anyone listening is worried about doing a part-time one yeah um, no I think it's really really, yeah I think that's really valid actually and you know to be honest I think it's, it's not something that I knew about when I was looking for PhDs, but I, to be honest, I don't remember seeing anything that was like for kind of graduate tutors or anything like that in the particular field that I wanted to obviously work in. But I think you're right. It's such a, 
a good opportunity for people if you are kind of put off by the sort of quick nature of the three years and if you may struggle to live off the stipend because let's be honest PhD stipends are absolutely awful and oh yeah it's shocking. really difficult to <laughs> to to live on that and like you know you you like live with your partner is, is that like okay for me to say yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so like you you live with your partner and like you know if you wanted to live as you say like you live sort of around London that's going to be really hard to sustain on oh, even yeah, just I'm, like I'm, two I'm wages. happy to say that our rent is £1,400 a month um <laughs> I'm happy to say that that's how much we pay um 700 each so wow. the stipends um I'm not sure about UCL, but I know for Kings are 17 grand. I could I couldn't afford my rent on 17 grand. Yeah, I remember we had this conversation when you first started because I am obviously I'm based in the north, obviously, and mine is like the standard stipend, so like fifteen thousand. Um, and yeah, like it would be it would be really difficult. I for anybody listening who doesn't know, like I live at home because there is absolutely no way that I would I mean I probably could, but it would be it would definitely be a struggle. And I think if you can avoid it, then it's a good option and I think that's a really good option to to go down you know teaching alongside it and as you say it will take longer but you know think of the skills that you'll have by the end of it as well and like if you want to sort of go into like a lecture position afterwards I feel like you're in a much better position afterwards because you've had you've had that experience yeah I mean the original idea so basically the the spec when I was applying for the job was um a third student contact and student support so I was like I'm going to be able to because you know this about me you know me better than most people <laughs> I hate uh public speaking presentations I hate standing up and talking in front of people and I was yeah. like that is a great baptism by fire of I will have to get used to it quickly definitely the other half was admin of um learn how to write grammar puzzles things like that I was like that's incredible and then the other third would be research so the idea was it's a two-year fixed contract get two years worth of research experience um, and then go and look for funded PhDs. So that it was never the idea that I was going to do a PhD alongside it. If that was meant to be my two years research experience just for the CV. Pandemic hit eight weeks into the job. And then I was approached by a colleague, um, a neuroscience lecturer, postdoc, who just came from QML. And she said, I heard you're looking for research experience. I thought you'd need like an assistant. And she said, um, I have a part-time PhD project. Do you want to be my first student? <laughs> That's like, amazing. Sure. Um, so quite the unconventional way to go into it. I didn't really chase it. It's not that I didn't want it, but I thought I was getting it in yeah. like 20, 2023. Yeah. Um, yeah. After the two years were over, I wasn't. So either way, when it was brought to me, that was March of 2020. Mm-hmm. So even though it was part time, I wasn't planning on even applying to PhDs till 2022. So I was like, either way, I'm finishing in five years. If I do two years experience, three year funded. Or if I do five year part time, yeah, it makes no difference really. Does it? I think that's amazing. Like, I think it really speaks volumes for yourself that like you were kind of sought out almost, and like you know, she clearly one, thought no, you pulled you, you pulled a face, but like clearly she thought that you were like good enough to have on her team and like do a PhD and like you know, don't do yourself down. And I think I was going to say at the start when you were saying that, obviously, like you studied neuroscience. And from the second that I met Hannah, like all you went on about was like neurobiology. I feel like from like the second we met, it was just like neurobiology, neuroscience. And like, I just knew that you would end up doing something along those lines. Like you've always been so passionate about it. So I'm really pleased that like you found something you should arena. also mention that there was not a single neuroscience component in, it, in our entire degree yeah there was that uh, I mean... there wasn't at all not at I all. had to I had to seek out a project so uh, Gino I think I can say his name I yeah, had to what, um, legend. what a legend Gino I hope he listens I, to this I bet he doesn't he won't he wrote me my PhD <laughs> recommendation so I know he's, he knows that I've got it at least Amazing. um but he, I had to like seek him out because it wasn't on the curriculum and I had to seek a placement out in it. Yeah, to and get your placement even was chance. amazing. Do you want to tell, can, do you fancy telling people? Like, yeah, you yeah, don't have to I'm, tell them loads of details, but like, I tell mean, them what you did. Maria, you know, there's very little I want to talk about. <laughs> I like, I like to did. give you the option. I love that you're like, if you're comfortable. I'm, I'm so like, polite. I'm like, if it's okay. <laughs> very little that I won't overshare with a complete stranger. Um, yeah, so it was a neuropharmacology company in a place called Graz in Austria, which I'd never heard of before. Beautiful place. Second biggest city in Austria. Never heard of it um, <laughs> until I moved there. Absolutely stunning. Um, it was actually a company that started in America in 1995. 
And then they opened, I think, one in Taiwan and one in India. And I think there's about eight or nine globally now. Um, but it was absolutely incredible. I think there was, there was upsides and downsides. I don't think I could have stayed there long term mm. because there were people there who would do PhDs or masters at the local university, but you would need to see one German, which I didn't have. I could, I could order drinks at a bar or food at a restaurant in German. Um, but my my lab German was not up to scratch. Mm. Um, I, I was no nowhere near fluent enough to to do it in the university as like a partnership. Um, so I kind of knew it had a bit of a glass seal in that job. I genuinely really loved it there for a year, yeah. um, and I really wanted to go back, but I would have just gone back into the assistant job and never rose up through the ranks. Essentially, yeah. I think everything um, happens for a reason, doesn't it? And you know, yeah. you're right. It was amazing but it was amazing for like the time that you were there. And I think sometimes when you go back to these things, like it's not exactly the same as what it was anyway. Like, so we did our undergraduate degrees at Nottingham Trent University and I haven't actually been back to Nottingham since I graduated. And I'm just like, oh, I just, I feel like it has like a special place in my heart. And I know that when I go back, it's just not going to be the same. So I will visit at some point, but I just, oh, it was such a like special place. And oh, anyway, we need to talk about like when oh, yeah, like, our first year, like things. This is before I've, I knew that this episode, the, the like chatty bit at the start would be so quite many tangents. I know. Yeah. So I feel like I want to begin this by saying when we first started, so you were paired up with me. So I'm yeah. or Hanlon, <laughs> Hannah is Paul. So it was paired up alphabetically and uh Hannah was known as the uh the sick one <laughs> yeah because did you was it you turned up to the first year lab and you had like a really bad cough you were full of like oh. precious flu and precious you had flu that flu you like an absolute trough yeah you had it for like eight weeks like you were that really annoying person in the lecture halls who was like coughing constantly oh, yeah. like it was horrendous but I feel like as soon as like we met we just like hit it off and I was like yeah. this is going to be like so so good I know but every year for the first six weeks I was ill yeah um, you were to be bad when I introduced myself to people they were like you're the one who coughs in lectures yeah I just absolutely really got hit by fresh and it just never went away I probably was sick until about November we started in September yeah. um but probably I remember were, that's about right <gasps> I remember thinking you hated me. I told you this before. <laughs> yeah. Because you were very lost. The first day was like basic microscopy, like look at a bacteria spores, like yeah. basic. And I came in and like you delivered <laughs> to one lab that I'd missed because I was sick. <laughs> and actually, the, whoever the lecturer, I can't even, it annoys me that oh, I don't I know where it was. I know. The first week. Um, basically, yeah, it was like, oh, you, you're meant to be here. So yeah, Paul and O'Hanlon, not only lab partners, but paired together for like every assessment. Yeah, every assessment we were paired together. Every single assessment, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, I remember going in and she's like, this is Maria. And you just seemed like I was like the most annoying person (laughs) in the world. Because I was like, what do you do? Where's the slides? How's it? How'd you switch it on? Where's it? And like, it wasn't until we become friends and you were like, I had no idea what I was doing. Not a scooby And they come and were like, teach this person how to do what you don't know how to do. And I was like, that makes sense. But at the time, it was like, like thought I had this bench to myself and I've got to share it with this sick girl it's like how it felt in the moment no no no, I was just told I know I know I I know that we've had this chat before and like I think I've probably said this to you as well but I thought you hated me because one thing that like really sticks in my head from first year labs is that I couldn't get my head around how to use a pipette and like I couldn't get my head around kind of the system of like what microliters meant and like how you went from microliters to milliliters and I just remember anything that had anything to do with like volumes or pipettes I would just be like Hannah can you just do this bit like can you can you do the pipettes like and I'm talking like this went on the whole way through first year (laughs) it was like strategic bathroom breaks so we should also say we had a a level two like lab which meant it was completely paperless we read a lot of papers this makes nothing trend sound really trendy by the way yeah it was like those fancy tablets wasn't it yeah they would hand you an ipad on the way or whatever samsung pad on the way in and then they'd be like all your information's on that you also have to wear an earpiece because the labs are so large. Yeah, you had, it was like very had a little service. Britney mic on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
so we'd get to a bit we just didn't want to do like we'd get to like four and it'd be like you know centrifuge and all this and I'd be like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the bathroom Maria can you do like four through seven yeah. and then I'll be back and it was just like anything to do with volumes Maria would take a strategic bathroom break yeah. and I'd be like oh, I guess I'm doing this bit then I do feel yeah. like though like we were quite the dream team because I do feel like yeah. we played to each other's strengths quite a lot and like I feel like we were very good at like, although it probably wasn't very good because we didn't learn that much ourselves. Oh no. We were very good at like doing the things for each other that like we struggled with. And I feel like, I think we had like a mutual appreciation of like how terrified we were of like going and asking the lecturer for help. Yeah. And we just sort of like soldiered through. And like, I look back now and I'm like, that lab, if I'd actually like really dedicated my time and my energy to it it would have been so useful the skills from that lab would have been brilliant right now in my PhD and I'm looking back now and I'm like I literally can't remember any of it and like I think I left and I was just like well that's that done tick I'm telling you now like looking back I was my my nightmare idea of a student in that like obviously I don't like fully teach labs now but I, I support labs and a student and my current university will be like I've done this what's next and I'm like it's right in front of you like you've just finished three <laughs> now do four and I'm like that was me like I would be like flagged down a technician and be like okay so we've you know we've centrifuged this and we've put it on ice what's next and they'd be like well take the foil off there like number four like yeah. step right in front of you. but I was like I just don't know why we we like thought that was just like the funnest time in the world is to be in labs and we did really enjoy it yeah it was just like a fear I think the size of the lab as well yeah it was it was a very intimidating lab it It was was huge massive there'd be like seven different labs going on at the same time and it was you know it just seemed I think because it was like drilled into us like don't take anything in and like you have to wash really carefully and don't bring your phones in and just use the tablets and like we all had special lab coats that we couldn't take out of the building and I think it just seemed very intimidating from the get-go and I don't know it, it, I always was a little bit nervous before them I don't know I, I would like to say as well that made me sound like I didn't read the protocol I did but we uh, also did we had... did we <laughs> I don't think so well, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna follow it with a point that you will agree with the, like the reagents weren't always ready and stuff because you have yeah. to have them, like fresh off eyes so we'd get to step four and it'd be like right it says like add pgc to this and we're looking yeah. and we're like where's the pgc yeah. and we try and follow it and then they'd be like oh that's still on ice like you're gonna get that in 20 minutes so we just got to the point where it was like we didn't really trust the protocol or the way it had been written we were like yeah we're better just asking because or like they'd label them weird like protein yeah. markers maybe be pm and they'd be like BCG and they're like oh that's a short version of the chemical name and I'm like I don't know that though so yeah. I don't know what but you're right like. you are right because I do the same like I I do a little bit of teaching in labs now and I either support them or I lead them sometimes um and I must admit I look at them and I'm like it's obvious which one each one is and you're right it'll have like an abbreviation and we did one the other day with like agar and it was like nutrient agar and malt extract agar so it was NA on one and ME on the other and they're like which one's which? And I was like, in my head, I was like, that's so obvious. But you're right, looking back now, I'm like, I wouldn't have got that as like an undergrad. There's absolutely nowhere. So yes, yeah, so that's kind of like labs. And then as Hannah mentioned, we we were partnered together for a lot of, of the assessments as well. So like, as you were saying, I think at the very beginning, like we did a lot of oral presentations together. We did a lot of posters together. And again, like, I do feel like we smashed those out of the park, mate, because we, de- we, we did, we played to each other's strengths and we knew what we were each good at. And like, we knew what topics each other were like good at. And we always like allocated quite well and we, we did always get pretty good marks for they, them. They were the highest grades I ever got. Here, but like we smashed it yeah oh they were the highest grades I ever got but it was like we we both hated it so yeah. we both would practice for weeks yeah. like if it was like a paper that was due in I could leave her a bit late knowing that I could kind of put it together but mm. with the presentations you can't like if you don't know it you're gonna look really dumb and we felt the same so if it was due in October 1st, in like August, we're like, right, what are we saying? Yeah, we actually were. I remember having like chats over the summer where we'd be like talking about the next year's assignments and being like, oh, what, what are we going to do for that? And like, I remember oh, yeah. one in particular. Um, can I mention the module? Yeah, I can. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. It was the biochemistry module. Right. Um, oh, where we no. did, yeah, where we did that presentation and like it was in front of the whole of that module and we had to go to the front of like a massive lecture hall and deliver it. Sickle and I remember anemia. it was, we were doing that with sickle cell anemia. 
And I remember beforehand, like you and me kept running out to have like strategic bathroom breaks for like nervous stomachs. And yeah. uh, I, like we were both stood at the front, like shaking and our like hands were just like shivering. And we were talking so quickly. I just remember like, I was so thankful that I just had you stood next to me because I was like I know that she feels exactly the same yeah I think you'd think it'd be better being with someone who's not nervous but it's not because it would just make you more nervous yeah we did hype each other up unfortunately we were good that we were both nervous and again you can I'm gonna like tell not a story but I'm gonna I'm not gonna mention anyone by name but that particular that particular presentation Mm. me and you were like terrified um so scared and there was another couple of people who weren't like friends but we knew them mm-hmm. I don't know whether you remember this we were, like on the course we, we uh, took to them but we didn't hang with them outside and they were really confident and they were just like yeah like all I know exactly who you mean so, so easy and they were like you know just go up there and like fake it till you make it and blah 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 and we were like no we're not we're gonna no, learn yeah. every single word in our sleep we are really gonna learn it and we did it and they did it and I could not watch it was like watching a car crash watching theirs because they hadn't rehearsed and he was like um 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 and like couldn't remember his point yeah and I don't know whether you remember this but this this was the first time they ever published the grades for everyone to see yeah it was the numbers. the numbers yeah and we had the highest grades I will never forget this we got I think it was like 87 percent yeah it was and yeah no one else and we went down we were like I think another couple got the same as us but we got joint highest and we I asked that person later and they got like a low two one maybe and they come in like it's so easy um you just gotta wing you just gotta fake it and I remember watching them like oh my god I thought they would be the epitome of confidence I do remember that I just I remember them getting like absolutely grilled as well by the lecturer because I think he knew that they just hadn't prepared it and like the questions he was asking were just so brutal. Oh, it was great. Yeah. It was. And they were just grim. staring at each other like, uh, "Do you know this?" Yeah. It was, <laughs> no? Oh god. You know but I mean, oh, like, and you were just like holding each other's hands. We were last of the day. We were. We were last. We were because everyone, loads of other people, had kind of gone early because they thought that they could leave early. But then oh. he made us all stare, and we were just like. Maybe we'll go next. And then it would Every like... Every other lecturer <laughs> told their students, well, if you finish, you can go. Yeah. And the one who, who moderated ours said, no. Yeah. When you've... And we're, we're like, you can go. Like, yeah, you can just mind. leave, it's fine. <laughs> they can leave. And he was like, no, everyone's going to stay. And everyone else we spoke to were like, oh, no, I'll moderate. So, like, let people go. We were like, oh, this is torturous. It's so, awful. yeah. But, yeah, sp- I mean, speaking about kind of, like, not preparing, I feel like that segments us quite nicely into like confessions so I am going to ask you and I feel like I'm going to know this anyway but I just want you to share it to the world (laughs) do you have any confessions that you'd like to share because obviously this is a place where we share our mishaps and confessions right so I don't know whether this is like in keeping with the format of the show I have two stories um, one of them is about me, one of them isn't. Okay. Um, but it's not from lack of preparation. Um, the first one you will remember. Okay. Um, I'm going to touch on lightly, this isn't the story, but the guy, I think you've mentioned this, but we set himself on fire in the first week. <laughs> yeah. He was our lab. He was only three people at our lab. He was me, Maria. <laughs> we shouldn't laugh. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> me Maria and one guy facing us and the only thing he ever said to me and Maria is like when we'd come in in the morning he'd go hello and that's <laughs> all he would say to us ever hello hello and me and Maria was like then we'd come into lab and if it was on that day I think it was a Monday we'd be it like, was hello. yeah hello that's all he'd say to us and I don't know what he did. I think he leant over it or something, but he fully set himself on fire. He had a beautiful orange, or was it red, cashmere jumper oh, on. Yeah, destroyed his cashmere jumper. But he just, uh, all I remember is he just like, he looked at us. It was like a slow-mo like moment where he sort of looked at us, locked eyes, and sort of held up his arm that was like fully yeah. ablaze. It was just like, oh, 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 <laughs> shaking his arm. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he didn't, like, oh, my God, it was so good, because he didn't panic as much as you would. I think it was more shocked. When he got it out, he was like, um, I have to leave now. And just, yeah, like, and he just walked his out. coat and was gone. And we, were just, ash, like, we never saw him again, did we? Left with the ashes. I don't think so. Because I'm sure that's the last time I ever saw him. I don't remember him in following years. No, I don't. 
Well, I don't know whether he left after that lab. I just don't think mm. he went to second or third year. So we, okay. I wanted to mention that. Yeah, um, that, that's like an honorary mention. That it comes up. I feel like that comes up a lot when we speak. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. Oh my god, I miss. I can't remember his name. I remember it began with an A because I used to. We used to. Yeah. Um, we we did experiments by bench. We were bench eight, and um, we used to have to write eight and then like HP ML and A. I remember yeah. his name with the woman there at all. Yeah. It's the only remember. memory I have of that guy, and I'm devastated about it. I know. Um, he was so lovely. Like, I feel like we're, we're making it seem really bad. Like, he was such a lovely boy. We're not making but... it seem bad. He's like, he didn't speak to us. Yeah, I just like... to say hello. <laughs> and then he set himself on fire, just left us with the ashes, and we never saw him again. That is, that is the epitome of the story. <laughs> not really. I just remember there was a technician came running over and was like you need to like take your lab coat off and he just sort of did it so slowly and like this yeah. this technician was like stamping on it on the floor and he was just stood there just like I don't know if it was shock or just like it must have been looking back but at listen. the time we were like panicked <laughs> we we it laughed wasn't. so hard afterwards oh, and like man. oh bless him oh anyway sorry as well he was not in any way here no that he wasn't he was totally fine away. yeah he was the fine. cashmere jumper was a little bit Char- ruined charred charred but you charred know <laughs> um but i'm gonna also make a point that you know this about me and again i will overshare to death i have quite bad anxiety in general life so to me like i was listening to jodie and rebecca's one and I think it was Rebecca who said something like, when you go from it being a funny confession to, like, incompetence. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was like, yeah. this is my fear because okay. none of my confessions are, like, funny because they plagued me for, like, a week of being, like, this is the end of my career. But I feel like, I, not, like, I, like I, story. I can tell you if, if it, like, I, I can be, like, your moderator here and I yeah. will tell you if I feel like this is going to cause you to lose your job. No, no. There's only one that I was caught doing it wrong. Um, mm. I'm gonna say cold. I wasn't trying to hide it. Someone else was like, "That you're doing that wrong." Yeah, yeah. We've so all I done that. It's fine. And I cried my eyes out. Oh um, man! Oh no, it, it was bad though, right? So oh. again, I'm just gonna. I'm fine to tell it because I'm caught <laughs> by my boss doing it. I don't care. Um, it was when I was working in Austria, and essentially the mice uh, raising the animal facility. I didn't go anywhere near them, but then they are the tissue sampling happens there, and then we're sent in the brains. And obviously, the I think our mice were six months, nine months, and twelve months. So it takes a while to raise these mice. Yeah, yeah. And like, if anything gets messed up on that chain, they're no good, right? And essentially, I was on the same project for like four months, and I could remember these eight brains. I would remember them every single day. It'd be one, 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 four, one, three, seven, four, one, six, which are the ERNs for the the registration numbers for the brains. And one day, I came in. That project was over. And they give me a completely different project. And like, because I was like a robot by that point, mm. I like took them in and just wrote them. And someone was like, that number doesn't exist. I was like, what? And they like picked up the brains and like showed them to me. And they were like, those numbers don't add up. And they caught it. But if I would have moved the brain from say, number 38 into, into a, a cryostat for like 72, mm. that would have been gone. Like that brain's gone then. <gasps> that raising those mice for nine months in a particular like a genotype or whatever yeah yeah that would be gone because they would never be able to track it because oh, there'd gosh, just be right. a massive discrepancy in the numbers but I had every day for four months wrote the same eight numbers on a piece of paper in the same order and then one day I came in and the, the numbers were just different and I was like on autopilot and was like yep 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 so oh, I was yeah. like they, they don't add up and I just like I went away and cried, Aww. and she was like, "It's fine, like we caught it." I'm like, "Yeah, but like it's like it, yeah, it's like nine months worth of work, like yeah. a poor mouse." Um, and that's the only thing I can remember being like, "I like messed up," which is not funny. Which is no, why you can edit it out if you want to. No, I think it's um, good to keep that in though because I think it's important for people to know that like you do make mistakes sometimes, and like yeah, there might sometimes be someone there who can catch it, but other times there won't be like, and don't like, get complacent basically like yeah, even basically, if you do, you do have to be on it and I think the important thing to like note as well as like if you do do something wrong and like you notice cough it up because it's oh, yeah. far better to do it at like an earlier stage than and I think we spoke about this last week when we were talking about like mixing up the flies it is just so much better to like admit to it and deal with it then and there because people do make mistakes and like you know it's just say sometimes you do go into autopilot or you can be having a particularly long day in the lab and 
you slightly mess something up at the end and that's that's just life like that's that's just the way that it is sometimes and I think that is totally normal and I think it is good to talk about it and it's definitely not just you and like you know I think you did mention as well like if I am if someone hadn't noticed it and I didn't say anything not that I would have noticed at that point it could have went on to like immune histochemistry or would have went on to immune histochemistry and the results would have been like why why is there Mm. It, it, the phenotype does not at all match the antibodies we use like it would have just been a mess um but it was like like I said it's complacency of I do this every day I'm just gonna and it's like you can never check enough times yeah. like when you're first taught you go okay I'll check in the beginning but like when I've become very used to it and I know exactly what I'm doing you kind of think like I get a bit cocky don't like yeah, yeah. no you're right you're so, like, you do, you do. so, so less fun but I do remember I hope you remember this anyway I'm sure um, I, will. I think this was this wasn't me but this is as, as soon as you announced this podcast what it was about I was like the funniest thing I can remember happening in the lab okay was I don't know whether you remember this do you remember doing a uh, bacteria in second year uni and we had to do them at 20 degrees 40 degrees 60 degrees 80 degrees 100 degrees we had to boil up for an hour it was like a gel. They were, it was, yeah, tube. yeah, yeah. And basically what we had to do is we had to boil it in a glass tube at 100 degrees. <laughs> then it had to be taken out. I know you remember what I'm going to say. Oh. It wasn't us. Me and Maria like really did this well. Yeah. But it was, um, it had to be left to cool for like 30 oh. minutes. And then you ran it under cold water. Yeah. And it was a Wednesday, which anyone who lived in Nottingham knows Wednesday's ocean night, which is kind of yeah. the biggest party of the week. It's um, fancy dress, whatever. People love it. People are trying to get out of this lab early, cut corners, right? And someone took the glass tube full of bacteria. I think it was E. coli. (laughs) Took this glass jar out of 100 degree water and ran it straight under the cold tap. And it just just exploded. Shattered. in like four different directions yeah and we they were just like nobody moves nobody leaves the glass is covered the lab is covered in glass and e coli yeah and we were just i remember being like just texting home like i'm not gonna get out of this lab before 8 p.m this was like four i was like the everyone's covered in what like aerosol E. coli yeah. and glass at this point uh it was the noise it was the noise that I remember because yeah. obviously as we said that like, the labs were quite big shot. and just to kind of say as well like so because we had like quite a big cohort the labs would either be nine till twelve one till four yeah. or five till eight and we were in the five till eight slot so obviously people wanted to leave early as Hannah said to get out and go to uh, the like nightclub ocean um and yeah, all I remember was like the it was like the shattering sound, and then it was like deathly silent, where everyone was kind of just looking at each other, like what just happened. And then the voice of like the lecturer came onto like the ear devices and was like, "Yeah, uh, nobody, nobody, nobody leave. We need to like properly clean this up." And oh, well, it was it sounded like the window had smashed. It we really like, did. What has happened in this room? And yeah, so one thought they put like a hundred degree glass under a cold tap. Um, to try and cool some bacteria oh my god so yeah uh, that was the first thing I thought of yeah that's a good that one was... I'm, to be, I'd forgotten about that so I'm pleased that you brought that up um, that and the one. last the last one isn't in a lab but it is okay. me and I'm not going to mention the person's name okay, okay. <clears throat> but I know that you'll remember this very specifically okay okay I was I can be honest and say hungover um, <laughs> you no <laughs> I was a little hungover um at a lab in second year university and oh my god like this, this the trauma this still carries with me and the reason I'm telling this story is I do lectures every year where I work now about um, career advice and stuff and how to get into masters and stuff and I um, give tips of things not to do and one of them's like no compromising photos on the internet like of whatever it's gonna look bad they will find it but this isn't about a compromising photograph I mean Maria knows there's some I've deleted them, but like I would take some ridiculous pictures in nightclubs um, that I've got rid of now. But just mm-hmm. advice like that of just like everyone has fun. Yeah, like standard, You're yeah. not doing anything wrong, but maybe just don't put them in a place where it's connected with your name and your employer can find it. So anyway, uh, I go through stuff like that. So I've mentioned this story many times to many students, which is mm-hmm. why I feel comfortable telling it now. Okay. We had a bioinformatics lab <laughs> in I know you know what's coming. I feel like it, I'm just, I feel like this is oh. even funnier because I remember who led those labs. <laughs> yeah. 
So anyway, yeah, go I'm, on. Not gonna mention, I'm not going to mention his name. <laughs> we had a, we should say we loved this guy, right? He was, a, guy, he was so lovely. Love him. Came across him recently, actually. I'll tell no you. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, anyway, so um, we loved him. He was one of our favorite lectures, one of our first from like first week, great. And he ran this bioinformatics lab. I've never had an interest in bioinformatics. It also wasn't like an eight-week course you could learn. It was a one afternoon. So how much bioinformatics do you learn in one afternoon? That was grim. I just remember it being grim. It was just a whole day of like, this is how you program Minitab. And I was hungover. And I, very stupid, anybody who's listening who is under the eight, like not on a PhD or a master's and is hoping to get on one, please don't do this. And mm-hmm. um, I tweeted oh, about... Do you remember? I see. I didn't know where this story was going, and now I remember. And yeah, remember. Th- yeah, this is definitely worth mentioning. I tweeted um, how miserable I was for <gasps> how much I loved the tutor. So I, I, let's just say his name's Bob Dylan. It's not Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's a singer. However, I'm going to sub his name into the story. Yeah. And I just tweeted. I'm going to. I don't usually tell my students how harsh the tweet was, but I'm going to say it here. Um, I tweeted, um, if Bob Dylan wasn't so adorable, I'd have burnt this lab to the ground, mm. was the tweet that I sent. Yeah. Um, and oh, again, no. I, I know, but it was sort of like, I loved him. And it yeah. was meant to just be like, I'm it was satire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I'm not it's saying just... you're an arsonist, but like, it yeah. was, it was, <laughs> of like, I mean, we, we were like, it, we, we just, I was 19 19. you're like a few years older than me but like still I was 20 yeah like young you know yeah and you make these comments yeah it just wasn't yeah and also people here don't know I'm extremely dramatic like I come home and be like this was the worst day of my life Mm. because like I missed a tube this was just me being like I'm so hungover like I, I can't deal with this. And I was like, yeah. if this person wasn't so damn adorable, um, I'd burn this, burn this lab to the ground. And what, about a what week... What happened, Hannah? <laughs> okay, about a week later, um, I received an email, oh, not, from, not from that lecture, but from a colleague. So they were in the same module teaching group. I will not say what they taught. No, and no. it just said, like, hi, Hannah. It was very friendly. It was, it was like, friendly, it Hannah. was. Hope you're doing well. Um. Just a quick reminder that some of your lectures are on Twitter, oh. in brackets, including Bob Dylan. <laughs> and I was like, no. I deleted my Twitter. Yeah, because I think Bob, I think you were like worried as well that like you'd upset him as well. Because yeah. obviously it, you weren't implying that like it was a boring lab. I mean, no. it was like, just literally, I think we would we would make him us, maybe. But like, something like that not properly just like it just was like a load of letters on screen it was like hours. It, it was grim and I think like you're right if you have no interest in bioinformatics it is quite a dry topic to learn and if you're hungover it's not the one but I I remember exactly where I was when you rang me to tell me that you'd got that email did you not come around my flat I'm sure you came I around think my flat because I think you were freaking out and like I remember you like deleting the tweet and like I think oh. I remember a lot of our friendship group went through their tweets and they were deleting things that like they'd said about lecturers and like yeah so mine, I remember being like mine was found but I was not the only one I remember yeah, like no, everybody weren't. was like we were all doing this but you got unlucky because you wrote his full name yeah like an idiot um which again I'm not condoning what I did but that it was is a massive learned. lab fail oh yeah it was it was and no it's, I think that's funny to me now but no it time. is it is funny and to be fair like it was funny at the time as well like I remember we did laugh about it I think it was just like a bit of a reality check and you're right it is a good moment to like <laughs> remind students like not to do that because as well what you posted was just like a little bit of like humor it wasn't really saying anything derogatory oh yeah but I you've got to remember that like there will be students out there who say something horrible and I think now that I'm and of course like yourself we're in the position now where we teach if I went home and I saw a tweet from somebody saying oh that lab by Maria O'Hanlon today was like rubbish I'd be really upset I would I'd be yeah. lying if I said that that wouldn't like really cut me deep so like I totally get it now like looking back it, you, you do have to be careful and like what you interpret as humor somebody else might interpret is not 
but oh, I do remember that. I do remember that. Oh man, the troll. Because like I never want ever upset anyone. Like no, you no, you was... didn't. You're such like oh. you don't have a horrible bone in your body, and you never have. And like I, I do remember you being really upset about that and being like, "Do you think I need to email him and like oh, apologize?" Yeah. And it was like, "No, just we'll just never speak of it again." And like, oh yeah, that 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 caused me to get rid of my Twitter permanently. Yeah, and I, I never got it back. Um, oh bless you. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I've got, so I'm going to skip the poll this week because I feel like we've like chatted a lot and I don't want this to be like a two hour long episode. So I'm going to dive in with the first confession and I've picked these confessions because, so one of them is about like teaching and like, obviously we both do a bit of that now, you more than me. Um, And the first one is about being lab partners. So I thought this is a perfect one for you and me. So confession numero uno. It's a bit of a long one, this one. I didn't know anyone in the labs yet, as it was our first one of first year. So I paired up with the first person that I saw to work together. For context, I believe it was a wildlife forensic lab where we were using maggots as part of a mini case study we had to work on. As it turns out, my lab partner was absolutely terrified of bugs. But thankfully, I didn't mind doing most of the work and she decided to stand behind me writing notes. Now, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but very quickly, a huge tub of maggots that I was examining flew through the air and landed all over her. She was screaming and shouting and getting really upset. I apologised and attempted to get the maggots off her clothes, but she never spoke to me again for the rest of our three-year course, which, to be honest, is fair enough. (laughs) Talk about making a good first impression. Oh, my God poor thing Jeez. I was gonna say I don't I don't mind maggots I still don't want a box of them on me yeah like, <laughs> would like, you have spoken I, I, to oh, me if I'd done that to you oh I, honestly I, I don't I think it'd be quite hard to to shed the shell of maggot girl after that so I don't know whether <laughs> I would, you would we could be as close as you like you would always be maggot girl the girly through the maggots on me yeah that's oh, fair my. yeah Oh God, yeah, the absolute PTSD that poor girl must go through. I know. But, I, d- I feel quite sorry for the girl though, as well, to be fair, like the girl who did the throwing, because I think you know, it's it's easy to like for something to slip, and like if it was, and I mean, it sounds like it was like an honest mistake. Then yeah, I mean, you could, but I you can only apologize, and like at the end of the day, if they don't accept that apology, then fair enough. And she was doing her a solid anyway by like doing yeah, she doing that work. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. She could have been like, do your own. Yeah, because I remember... Sorry, go on. No, I'm giggling because it's reminding me of something else, but it's a slight tangent, so you say what you're going to say. So I, well, I was going to say, it reminds me of when we did... We did, like, a water diuretics lab. Where That's we, exactly what we We're so in tune. Oh, my God. I was going to say, literally, my exact thing was So we, we did a water... We yeah. didn't do the lab, we had to do it all. We, so we had to do a water diuretics lab where we basically had oh. to urinate into a bottle and then we had to drink a certain percentage of our body weight in water in the space of like 10 minutes and then every 20 minutes I think it was or every 15 minutes we had to go to the toilet and we had to wee um, and they were examining how much of the water kind of passed through your system and it was a three-hour lab so you're peeing every like 10-15 minutes for three hours um, and I remember, so I wasn't paired up with you for this. I remember I who I was paired you. up with. I remember as well. But um, as soon as like it sort of, we got like the little blurb at the start. And then as soon as it was like, right, crack on. The girl who I was partnered up with turned to me and was like, I can't do this lab. I was like, why? And she was like, <laughs> I'm like on my period. So, and I was like, oh, she got in there first with like the excuse <laughs> yeah, that yeah. we all wanted to use. And so I ended up having to do it in our pair. And I remember like having to go to the toilet and the toilets were really shallow. So I couldn't put the bottle down the toilet. So I had to basically hold it under me and just like learn how to pee standing up into this bottle. And by the end of that three hours, because I was peeing every like 15 minutes, or I think it must have been every 10 minutes because I remember oh, yeah. at the end of it. So often, yeah. Did we meet up afterwards? I think we did. We met up in like the little SU and we were like, we, we literally aren't going to make it home because our stomachs were hurting so much from like the sheer amount that we had just like passed through our yeah. system we should also say as well they weighed us do you remember that yes they would yeah. weigh every student and then you would calculate 
but there's a queue of people behind you so it's not that you could all see but, it yeah yeah including the lecture and they'd be like I don't know how much I weighed at the time let's say I'm 70 I'm, I think I'm about 75 now let's say I was 70 mm. you're 70 kilograms so you take that divided by this you have to drink a liter and a half whatever but you weighed yourself in a room full of other people which I'm yep. not sure how that would go down now considering that was only 2014 so I was yeah. only what seven seven years ago seven years ago yeah that's that's not that long considering that probably wouldn't fly now but the reason that that maggot story reminded me yeah I was just gonna say like because she, she said it was the first time we'd met we literally entered the lab and they were like right what we're gonna do today is we're gonna pair up one of you is gonna pee in a jar <laughs> and the other one's gonna pipette it because if you were the one peeing you were not the one handling yeah so well, that's that, a good point I hadn't thought of that yeah the first thing we had to do yeah and he was hepatitis stickers everywhere do you remember yeah that? yeah because they're the like don't touch like, anybody else's urine yeah. because they could have aids and you're all, like, the, <laughs> all the trays were like hepatitis danger 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 yeah. and we were like what is this lab what have they got us doing yeah. we all had a jar he was two back two toilets for about 60 students and obviously only yeah. 30 of them are peeing so there's a queue of people with a jar just and you're all coming out in see-through jar so people come, can see what you're peeing out with your pee <laughs> And it just was like, I just met you. I was the peer as well. High five. High yeah, five, high five virtual high five. <laughs> um, I, I um, was with someone who we both know. Um, and they had to literally, the first time I met them, like, pipette my pee. Yes, that and was I had the first to stand time and I watch and be like, yeah. so what is the osmolity of my... Yeah. my <laughs> so like, what are you doing Aussie, this weekend? Aussie Aussie you're experience. holding my like, boiling hot, fresh from the press yeah. urine. <laughs> I don't know whether you remember this because you were nowhere near me, but there was a guy I never saw him again after first year. <laughs> someone who fell through the cracks, but he used to have—he was a man, but he had—he had waist length hair and like a mustache, and he wore like a long black mask, right? And okay, he okay. came in and his pee—it was full for a start. It's like it a was, was it like orange and or it something? Orange yeah. and like, Thank you. And the whole lab was like, "You should see a doctor." Like. <laughs> Yes. So bad, but like considering 30 of us had to pay none of us commented on the other 29 yeah but that one guy we were like that guy needs to see it was like <laughs> yeah. iron it had like a neon glow uh, we were like that is radioactive i don't know whether he like drank monster energy drink for breakfast oh, but jesus i remember I that. that oh and that was another late night lab that was another five to eight one because i remember oh. getting the bus home and like i was ba- i basically had to sprint back to my accommodation because i was like i'm gonna wet myself because I was so used to like peeing so often. But yeah, I forgot yeah. that if you were the peer, you didn't have to touch the pee, you didn't have you to didn't do the pain, yeah. and you didn't have to do the graph. Odd, just odd for the first day. You were like, I th- icebreaker, we're going to prepare each other's urine. I feel like I just threw out all of my graphs for that the other day because I was going oh, through all God. of my folders and I'm sure I came across it because I still had the protocol and I was like yeah I'm gonna just that you were always such a hoarder though I know like I used Stop. to come out of a lab and just like throw away everything and be like never gonna need that again Wait, it's, it's funny because the like archive it and buy like yeah. a file of facts and be like literally, I might need that literally. and I feel like that just like epitomizes what we are like as people because oh, yeah. I went through my emails the other day and in my like drafts way back in like 2014 2015 there was emails to you that had like lab results in oh uh, yeah uh, because I always ever. emailed you the results because I think we always did it on my tablet and I always emailed you them our first ever on our um, like Facebook message I think if you go right the way back to the beginning the first 50 pictures are pictures of like agar plates <laughs> that's Your amazing heart. I think we were like and the reason I know that, by the way, because that's what I've done recently, I'm not a stalker, is um, in final year university, third year, me, or fourth year for us, me and Maria had to do a portfolio, which will hold yeah. us to long dying day. It was like te- a 10-piece portfolio, but each piece had to be really long. I still got that like, portfolio. I'm bloody proud of that thing. It was like 22,000 words. It was outrageous. It was great. Um, and basically, they wanted photographs from like all three years of labs, and we were like, we don't have these. So we had to, everybody was combing through like three years worth of emails, just looking for photographs. Yeah. Of and that's where I found them. I was like, oh, the, uh, the agar plates. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, like blood agar and chocolate agar and just all um, that stuff. Like weak memories, memories, so precious. It's nice to reminisce. 
I know. I mean, so yeah, some trauma put that in other people's pay, but yeah, still some good times. I think most of our good times were like we should say as well outside the lab. We weren't just lab partners. We were no, yeah, we were in, actually friends, inseparable. <laughs> like yeah. lived each, like somehow all three years, even though we moved to the other side of Nottingham. We yeah, we always yeah, right we were next to each other, always like so a street close. away. Because first year you were Vicky Hall. I, Vicky I don't, Halls, yeah. you don't want me to yeah. say that. No, um, and, I, and I was St. Anne's Hill, not yeah. even five minutes away. And yeah. then second year, I was I was Dougie Road, and you now were. Now it's Portland Road. Portland Road, which not again, not even five minutes away. Yeah. And then final year, I'm not exactly sure where you were because we moved right the way up to Gamble Street. But yeah, I think way, that was, yeah, it was the, that was the only year that I was like a little bit further away, but it was still like a ten minute walk, like yeah. nothing. And it's just crazy. We always were like right. So we would get up in the morning, go to uni together, and then yeah, we did. We, we walked together, sat didn't next we? to each yeah, other everything, bus, yeah. and then home together, and then probably party together. We and did, yeah. house. We were looking at those photos the other day. They were coming up on my Facebook memories. Yeah. We were like Aww. enjoying for years. So it, that's what I'm, I'm just saying. As many stories as we can get out on this podcast, a lot of them will probably be like, yeah, not, not, not safe for podcasts. What's that? Yeah. NSFP. Yeah. NS, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. I think like for all, like it was kind of a coincidental pairing because our, our, initials were right next to each other it did work out really well because we did get on and like oh, we obviously our, our PhDs are now in like very similar kind of subjects anyway and we're both on Instagram so we like talk about that yeah. and but even like we both hated the same stuff as well with like we both didn't love doing the presentations yeah we both had been really high achievers but then messed up Hadn't around the levels yeah and had gone in through clearing and then both were like northern different areas yeah. northern, but like yeah. both had that kind of same energy um obviously different in other ways like we said you would your notes were impeccable and color-coded <laughs> and mine were like completely incomprehensible yeah, even to yeah. Me. but for the most part um yeah we had a it, lot of similar we worked well together even though we, I think academically we were very similar you hated Nora I don't know whether you want this known no yeah I, I hands down like I remember I think I remember telling you what <coughs> I had got like my PhD in and I I feel like I remember you being like eh like brain and like it was a complete fluke like I don't think I've spoken about this on the podcast yet but like I am super vocal about it on my Instagram in that so I wanted to do a PhD that was something to do with mitochondrial biology and it just so happened that the PhD that I applied to and got is looking at mitochondrial biology in Parkinson's disease which is obviously like neurobiology but my knowledge of neurobiology is extremely limited and it's definitely not my favorite topic and it's still not to be honest like I know what I need to know to get by I can appreciate why you love it but it's not for me <laughs> I mean I remember specifically as well our second year university was or well, I think a lot of people's years of university with the exam they give you like six questions and say choose four and you love genetics and I, I still yes. to this day hate genetics right yeah. still never 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 gonna like it and I remember just being sat with you and we just sat studying and I was like if genetics comes up, I'm just not choosing it. And I just put it to that. And you were like, if neuro comes up, I'm just not choosing it. Yeah. And we both just like swore off that subject. And we're like, we're just not going to study it. Yeah. And we're just not going to choose it if it comes yeah. up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we hated it. So I did that in microbiology with antibiotics as well, I will say. Um, yeah. But it was just, I tried not to cherry pick, but there were some things that I hated so much. I was like, this is wasting a lot of my time. Yeah, sometimes you I just could really to. be studying. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we really... And then you did a genetics masters and I did a neuro masters and we were both just looking at each other like you couldn't pay me enough to do that. I know, honestly. And yeah, it's weird because like yeah, as you say, like in some ways we are very similar. And then in other ways like that, like we couldn't be more polar opposite. But But it I didn't works. meet anyone else who loved neuro. My other like really close friend who I'm yeah. sure I'm saying her name, Daisy, was like loved hematology. And yes, now she's and she does still that now, doesn't she? Yeah, she's doing really well. Yeah, it's weird what everyone is like into, isn't it? I hate hematology. Sorry, Daisy, if you listen. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, yeah, it's funny. I feel like a lot of people that I know now, and I don't know if it's just because of like the circles that I move in online, really like love neuroscience. So I feel like I'm like a little odd bod on the side that's just like, <laughs> give me some mitochondria. <laughs> like, but I, I don't know. Lot. I'm going to be calling you a lot soon. You're going to edit this out because it's not directly podcast related. Um, yeah. But a lot of the, the cytoskeleton stuff that I'm doing um, results in like mitochondria buildup. So I'm going to be it's dipping my toe in that water. should also say my BSc project was uh, mitochondrial dysfunction in neurons. 
It was. It was. Yes, that was it my, was. That was, I totally that was my research that. project. Yeah. Mine was looking at hypoxia in troph blast cells. So it was a bit more, well, it was cell culture. Ooh. So yeah, that's a bit of you now. Well, speaking, yeah, so we will overlap a little we bit. We will overlap a little bit. I love that. Speaking of uh, cell culture, that yeah. nicely, like I didn't even do that on purpose, but it nicely <laughs> segments me into the second confession. And I chose this one partly, as I said, because it's teaching, but also partly because he's talking about cells, so I knew it would speak to you. Uh, so my project student was super lazy, never turning up for his labs and was borderline rude, never acknowledged the work that I did for him and always made crude, sexist jokes about me working for him. So one day I'd had enough. And when he asked me to feed his cells, I said I'd done it, but really hadn't. I really enjoyed seeing the look on his face when he came back and all of his cells were dead. It sounds really mean, but it did actually do the trick. And he started turning up and eventually came out with a really good project and a really good grade. Oh, my God. That made me feel a little bit like ill. Yeah. Oh, it's I feel like look this is where I come at it from and I don't know if I have this stance because so the only time I've ever done cell culture was in my undergrad project and like I I obviously only did it for like 12 weeks so it's not really something that I know loads about I know enough to get by obviously um but I come at it from a standpoint of like well if he's not pulling his weight really it's not your job to do all of his work for him he does have to learn. I feel like that's a little bit mean. I do feel like it's a little bit grim. Fully respect everything you just said, and I fully agree with it. Obviously, people who listen might know as well. I'm like raging, like left wing feminist when it comes to like I wouldn't tolerate it yeah. any of that crap anyway. This is yeah. not me being easy on that. I just wouldn't tell them I'd done it. That's the thing to me. These uh, come and expect yeah, it to be ready. Yeah, I'd just I be like, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing it. That's, that's what made yeah. me feel safe. Because yeah. I went on holiday. Well, holiday sounds bad. I had to, I had to take an emergency. It wasn't really an emergency trip. I flew to Austria in my final year of uni because we thought someone was going to get deported when Trump came in because he was American. He was supposed to anyway. Whatever way he got out of it, mm-hmm. and I was away for five days, and I needed someone to split my cells. And when I came back, they were all dead, and oh. I was told there was a, a mass a microplasm outbreak in the incubator. But oh. either way, they still split them for me they just messed it up um but the idea of someone saying that they'd done it and I come back and they hadn't I'd just be like I don't care if you don't want to do it just tell me no and then I'll that's find someone point. else that's I hadn't thought about that aspect of it yeah fear when I'm hearing it it's like oh do I just say no just say you're not gonna do it yeah yeah I think um, yeah d- yeah now that I'm thinking about it you're right if, well if you don't want to do it just don't but like well yeah deserved, I, I think so, yeah. like you're right if if they were being that horrible, they weren't pulling their weight. At the end of the day, it's their project. Yeah, just tell them you're not going to do it and be like, well, if they die, they I die. Just, like, I want to know how, how she got away with it. Because you know if cells haven't been split. You'd just be like, why Why did you do it? Yeah, I don't know. Unless like she did it and I need more information. Wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really follow up with it, to be honest, because as I say, it's not something that I really know too much about. But maybe she just like didn't do it properly. Like maybe she didn't spin the cells down right. Or if, if you come back and that, that medium is like yellow, you know, they haven't been split. Mm. So you can tell by the colour. So I'm just wondering how it did, because it's a confession from here. I'm wondering, oh, them, sorry. Assuming the gender, because we're a female in, in STEM. So it's yeah, um, I'm just assuming. But um, I, that to me would fall back on me. Yeah. Even if I wanted to wind someone up, I wouldn't do that because I'd be like, if they come back and that media's yellow, all, all arrows point to me. That's a good point. Yeah, I hadn't considered that. That is a good point. That is a good point. I'll give you that. Because I'd rather split it and just mess it up. But then again, it all points to me. It'll be like, Hannah was supposed to do it. Yeah. And look at them now. I think you've got to be, to the person who sent in that confession, good on you. He doesn't sound like a great person. Be sneakier. Yeah. <laughs> Because I just feel... Do a better like, job at ruining somebody else's project. <laughs> yeah, just make, bear the evidence, wipe away any footsteps that could trace back to you. Because, yeah, if I was going to be sneaky, I don't think I'd do something that I'd said I was going to do and then mess it up. Because that, to me, is just like putting a massive like, incompetence out of my own head. That is a good point. That is a, that is a very good point. Yeah, I th- I, that is a valid suggestion. I come back and my stuff was messed up. I'd just say to my butt, like, you know, Gina, just made up Gina's name. Who's Gina? No one knows. Um, 
Gina said she split it. I'm like, I've come back on this for the life. And me and my boss would be like, oh, clearly Gina doesn't know to split cell. Yeah. So I hope I hope it didn't come back on you, but just for future reference. Um yeah. but also just yeah. to like be that person, don't let somebody speak to you like rubbish. Like, you know, yeah. you're there, yes, you're there, help them. But at the end of the day, like if you're in a position where you're getting like paid to teach or you're like in a slightly higher position, like a PhD student or like a postdoc, do not stand for like an undergraduate student treating you like dirt, no matter who they are and what they're doing, like report that report them to the main supervisor report them to their tutor their head of course whatever like 100 percent. No, that's the I world's hate, biggest people pleaser to, for it to come from me but the, two, the, the, the two world's biggest <laughs> people pleasers i feel like you know neither of us have the biggest backbones but oh yeah no i just can't say no to people no it's so I just, hard i'm, I'm it? working on it it's my it's my 2021 probably gonna bleed into 2020 i think then. it's gonna be my 2022 one because i've been really struggling recently with like burnout and i think mm. it's something that i'm gonna have to start getting better at sort of like yeah. managing the things that i'm getting involved in and like prioritizing what i feel like either i'm gonna enjoy more or what is gonna like benefit me more because it is very hard sometimes you do bite off way more than you can chew because i don't know what to say no stuff so 2022 it's gonna um, be it's gonna we're gonna, gonna do we're gonna long. do things we're gonna learn to say no and it's gonna it's gonna be great but I feel like that is like a nice it's like a nice philosophical point to end on I feel like that we're gonna yeah. make 2022 our year so just before we wrap up is there anything that you want to say to like the listeners do you want to like direct them to anything whether that's like a website or like your Instagram like I mentioned or Anything that like you feel particularly passionate about that you want people to check out? So my Instagram is brain.spotting. The one thing I did want to say particularly is it's been quite slow with uploading stuff because um, I've just finished my registration and we had a period of having like master's students in the world. Yeah, so I felt like even though I started it as a science thing, I was like, I haven't posted that much lab stuff lately and I don't want people to think I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, my optimization starts like this month and then after that point I'll be posting all the time um but I started it in June and then it's basically been reading between June and now um so if you do go on it and it looks like I haven't posted it's not that it's inactive it's that I just I haven't had any int- anything interesting really to post you post a lot on your stories so yeah but I didn't really want to put post stuff about like if I win in the lab because it'd just be pictures of documents because I've yeah, literally exactly. been reading protocols for months I want to I'm going to start writing um articles pretty soon I've had these ideas I think I told you about about eight yeah, months ago yeah that you want to write about yeah um but it's just been a time management thing like I said I do have a full-time yeah. job uh, alongside the PhD um and the last couple of months have been really kind of putting everything into perspective of um managing my time and stuff and hopefully I'll be able to start putting one out every two weeks and they will be promoted through the the Instagram everybody check that out and yeah I think all there is left to say is to say thank you for coming on obviously I'm it's like I feel like I'm saying goodbye but obviously we're gonna chat yeah. after this and like obviously in the days thank to come I'm sure. me. I was yeah, gonna say you. we have so much more to delve into like, this could be an eight-hour podcast honestly I've I've I feel yeah myself so much I know I've had to like purposely be like right Maria don't share that or like don't say yeah. that because we could just go on and on and on and as it is I'm gonna do like the quickest introduction to this and like yeah. the quickest little exit because I really want like to keep the majority of this in because I feel like it is all like super relevant and it has been so nice chatting to you and you've been so well moving me on as well because I talk a lot and you've been like speaking of that next yeah week, <laughs> yes, I'm such, I'm such a good podcast host <laughs> oh mate you're doing a great job uh but no thank you so much and yeah uh, I'll put Hannah's details in the description and yeah thank you very much cheers sorry about my cold that's okay <laughs> So there you have it. There was my episode with the lovely Hannah. I really hope that you enjoyed that episode because I had the best time catching up with Hannah and reminiscing about our days as first year students. Gosh, it's so much time has passed since then. You know, I was 18 back then. I'm 25 now. So seven, almost eight years now. And it's just so nice to like look back and see how far we've both come. You know, we're both now doing PhDs and you know we're both like teaching students who were at the same level as what we were when we met and I just think that's 
a little bit mental. <laughs> I don't feel like I have enough knowledge and responsibility to be doing that. But, you know, I've always thought that Hannah was amazing at her job and at her work. And, you know, she's absolutely smashing it. And I'm really, really proud to be her friend and to know her. So yeah, there's my my little my little blurb done for the day. Um, yeah, I really hope that you enjoyed the episode. If you would like to follow Hannah, I will pop all of her information into the description box as always. And if you enjoyed it, I will definitely get her back for a season two and <laughs> we can chat about some more science confessions. We do have plenty of stories about each other, so don't worry, there's plenty that we can be talking about. And yeah, I really hope that you enjoyed that. Please let me know your thoughts on the podcast so far. As always, if you'd like to feature, please just let me know, get in touch. Again, I'll put all those details in the description box. And yeah, please join me again next time and keep on listening to Fly in the Lab. Thanks, guys. Bye.